Welcome to Elevations, new perspectives on science, technology, education, and the arts. I'm your host, Amy Reynolds. Today's guest is Elizabeth Campion, May 4 archivist and assistant professor at Kent State University. Welcome, Liz. Hi, thank you, Amy. Why don't we clarify right from the start? Can you tell us what an archivist is? Yes, an archivist is going to be that person that ensures unique historical sources are being collected and preserved. May 4 collection is comprehensive and it's continuously growing. So we as the archivists, we want to serve as kind of that information gateway to the resources about the Kent State shootings and their legacies. We have everything ranging from photographs, oversized materials, some artifacts. We have gas masks used by the police during Tent City. So we have an artifacts collection, but predominantly we're record-based, so it's going to be the photographs, those flyers, posters that you saw. We want to be able to connect those researchers to the historical sources, and we ourselves do not interpret the history. So we're not the historians, we're just the archivists, but we do help others interpret it by providing that access. How did you get started in this kind of work? I actually went to Kent State University for my undergrad and graduate studies. And while I was a grad student, I uh, got the position of a graduate student in the special collections and archives. So I actually got a little taste of the May 4 collection. I went on, um, got my degree in the library and information science. And I found myself the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Metro Health. And then when I saw that Kent State had an opening, I, I got excited and was eager to come back. That's wonderful. Did the pandemic have an effect on your work? Absolutely. I think, you know, we have a lot of in-person researchers, so we had to transition our role into remote. What I did find was I found an increase in interest in our collections, especially our digital collections. So while we were close to in-person services, we were still maintaining our reference research request. We were still maintaining conversations with our donors. We were still digitizing collections. So while we lost that kind of in-person interaction, we definitely were maintaining a high-peaked interest during the pandemic. You mentioned that this is a pretty comprehensive collection. What's the most interesting thing that's come into it since you started? I think one of the most interesting collections that we have that's always growing is our oral history project. And that's where we collect and preserve stories from various perspectives. What's been neat is this project's been going on since 1990, and I've been able to take over managing that. So I've had the opportunity to interview perspectives ranging from faculty, staff, community members, and so on. A lot of the narrators are providing us these really vivid firsthand accounts. They're incredibly valuable resources for our researchers and our students. And it's something we typically do in person or over the phone. And with the pandemics, we decided collectively to provide three ways to participate. And we were pleasantly surprised with the volume of interest in that oral history project, especially because we lost that opportunity for an in-person recording. So we've done a lot of over-the-phone interviews, which have been fantastic. And we're working on those regularly. That's awesome. 
I think an interesting thing also that's contributed to the pandemic is people are spending a lot of time at home right now. So it's provided them an opportunity to kind of clean out their attics and see what materials they've been holding on to. It's given that opportunity to donate to the archives. For people who may not be familiar with the May 4th archive, is there something you think that would surprise them that's available there? I think especially with the pandemic, I think they'd be very impressed with our digital archives. We have over 50,000 images that have been digitized, ranging from audio recordings, photographs, the oral history projects. So I think especially in COVID, that's something we really want to emphasize is our continuation in adding to the digital archive. Is the digital archive accessible to people who aren't researchers and historians? Yes, it's available worldwide public access. Thanks for joining us today, Liz. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We've been talking with Elizabeth Campion, May 4 archivist and assistant professor at Kent State University. Elevations is produced by Joe Gunderman and John Nungesser. I'm Amy Reynolds, Dean of Kent State's College of Communication and Information. Join us every Saturday morning on 89.7 and hear this and past interviews at wksu.org slash elevations.